With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Let's keep it Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be in the world listening to the sound of our voice. Welcome to the It's Real Radio talk show where we deal with real talk on real issues. I'm so grateful and so thankful for one more chance, one more opportunity that we can join in with you in the airwaves. God is such an incredible God, and he orchestrates each and every day of our lives if we allow him, if we don't fight him, if we're yielded to him, and if we allow him to have his way in us. So you're listening to us on today. Whatever day that might be, you may be live, you may be in the archives, whenever you're hearing this because God has preordained for you to listen to hear what he has to say to your hearts on today. So I'm grateful. I'm so thankful that Tanya, my co-host, and I can be a part of your day and and to, to speak into your lives the things that God would have us to speak. So with that being said, Miss Tanya, how are you today? Okay, you know how I am. Everybody should know. It's so good, and I'm so grateful to be in the presence of God one more time. One more time, people are leaving here, and it's just to wake up another day, just to see the sun or don't see the sun. We've been raining a lot down here, so um, a lot of unexpected rain. So it's been a lot of overcast, but it's still, I'm grateful. Thank you. How are you, beautiful? I am I am just so incredibly blessed of God, just as you said, to see one more day, to see another day, to know that my job here is not yet complete because I'm still here. That says speaks volumes to me that says that I need to take advantage of every moment of this day so that I can get a step closer in fulfilling the destiny and the call on my life that God created me for. So I'm grateful. I am I'm so, so, so very, very grateful. We Amen. would be remiss, Pam, if we did not make mention of last week's show because O M G. O M G and O M G 
Wow, what an incredible time we have before the Lord, seriously. I I just want to tell our listeners, if you missed the show last week, please go into the archives and listen to it. Our guest was Dr. Christine Mercy Overton, and if I tell you that she spoke from the heart of God into our lives, believe it. Trust me, believe it. I have been hearing from people all week that had the same Story. And that was that all they could do was weep. They just, they did, they were like, you know, just the tears ran down their face as they listened to what her message was to us from God. It was just an incredible thing. Yes, it was. I, what they say, aha, she definitely gave me an aha moment. I really didn't understand yeah. it before. I thought it was just a nice metaphor, but it, I understand mm. it now. She had me breathless through the mm. testimony, but not just her testimony, but the word of God say, try the spirit by the spirit. So you know yes. what's a truth. And I could, my spirit just agreed so much with what she was saying that I knew mm. in my heart that it was true. So I just, like you're yeah. saying again, I just pray that they didn't hear, they go and listen because you had to get something out of something, out of what she said. Mm-hmm. It's not mm-hmm. out of everything. Mm-hmm. It, it was a testimony in literally every word. But the greatest part, says, you don't mind me saying, is when she mm-hmm. said, God said, I love you. Hmm. I love you. And that mm-hmm. is just so good to know in a world that we're living in now that love is just seems it's so hard to find amongst us yes. and even amongst Christian yes. people. That is unreal. So when I heard her say, I love you, God said, I love you. I don't know about anybody else, but I received it for me. Mm. Saying, okay, you do love me. That's why I'm, Mm -hmm. that's because Mm -hmm. you live. I can face tomorrow. Mm -hmm. I'll start talking about the next week's show and we need to get on today, right? (laughs) (laughs) And I hear you. I hear you. Christine's life was just incredible. And just so that that our audience understands, 
Christine's testimony is that she actually died and went to the gates of heaven in 1989 and came back with an incredible message from God. So you, you've got to hear the testimony, but more importantly, as Tanya was just saying, her message of love from God was it just it was overwhelming. It was totally overwhelming. But what it did, and, and through the, the listening of the, the broadcast and the things that she spoke about when she talked about how your life, it doesn't flash before your eyes, but it plays out moment by moment before your eyes, and you see different instances, but not from your perspective, from the perspective of the person who's lives was touched in that moment. You hear what they felt. You hear their heart. So based on that, God just really put it in my spirit today to deal with forgiveness, to deal with our forgiving others Mm -hmm. for what we've experienced at the hands of others and are also forgiving ourselves for what we have inflicted on others. Because we all got stories. We all got stories. There's nobody on this planet that has been always a victim and has never been a victimizer. I promise you. You better come on. You better come on. That we have done that. If God would give us a redo, <laughs> we would go back and redo it a little differently, you know. What you so talking about. So I decided about. important, you know what I'm saying, to, to speak to our, our listeners today on forgiveness and how important that is. Because being in an unforgiving state can literally take your life from you. It can literally take your life from you. So I, I'm just opening up the floor. As we know, this show is called Israel, Real Talk About Real Issues. So we're not scripted. We're just going to come from our heart and share. So I, I'm going to start with you, DL, because we miss you. <laughs> When you're unable to be with us, we miss you. But I would just like for you to share, just be transparent, maybe an instance in your life where you wish you could have a redo and and change the perspective of a situation that possibly may have affected another person's life. And you, you don't have to, you know, I mean, I know you, you, you just like the rest of us, we're transparent, but you, you don't have to... Um, put yourself on blast, but yet still you kind of have to, and how important it was for you to get to a place of forgiveness in your life of yourself, whether that person ever forgave you or not. Well, according to that, I've never done anything wrong. This is going to be tough. Yeah, right. Uh-uh, 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 uh-uh. Turn the show off. Okay. All right. All right. Mr. Walk on the water. Go ahead. I'm going to sink by the time we finish this conversation. You're going to be like, Peter, Lord, please save me, huh? All you can see is that hand coming up out the water. Please save me. (laughs) Jesus, help. Well, the first statement, that was truly a lie. In Jesus' name, Lord, forgive me. But, um, you know, uh, I've, I have come of the opinion that there's two things that's going to happen. For every decision you make, one of two things is going to happen. It's going to add to your life. It's going to take away from it. 
There is no in-between. I think people get comfortable with this median thing, but there is no in-between. No matter how small or big the decision that you make is going to do one or two things. It's going to add to your life or take away from it, which takes me to my second point. It's actually you're going to have a choice. You're going to either get better or you're going to get bitter. Mm. I just choose to be better regardless of Mm. what is going on. I choose to forgive. Uh, not, um, I choose to forgive whatever people do. I guess a character flaw of mine and what has hurt me um, in the past, I have a tendency of trusting people until they give me a reason not to. Mm. Um, in that perspective, uh, you get a lot of heartbreak, a, heart, a lot of letdown um, in that. Uh, in in my uh, personal life, I had to understand in uh, my first uh in my, my first marriage, I was married uh, close to 19 years, and um, I was with her for over 24 years. And so uh, the toughest thing for me to understand is that why things had to happen the way that they happened. Um, because to make a long story short, she left me uh, for another man that she had uh, an affair with. Um, and you know, I had to come to this major decision of um, I had custody of all my boys, but uh, my 14-year-old, he wanted to go and stay um, with his his mother. Um, to my, uh, how can I say it, anger, unforgiveness, I did not want that. Why would I allow my 14-year-old son to go and stay with the man that really disrupted my family? Who uh, would do that? Um, Why would I even do that? Because this man now is going to be uh, the one that's teaching my son what he did Hmm. and how he destroyed the family. So how uh, do you go uh, from that? And how do you forgive when you look at your children and you see the damage that is done because of decisions that we make as adults. That's mm-hmm. why I always talk about we have to be so careful uh, in the examples uh, that we are because, you know, even in the Bible, I think it's in the book of Matthew where it talks about the Canaan woman. It didn't even mm-hmm. label, didn't give the woman the name. It just labeled her as a Canaan woman, which the word Canaan means low. So I took from that we have to understand that sometimes people don't even know our name. They say, ain't you Colette's mm-hmm. daughter? Ain't you Tanya's mm-hmm. daughter? Mm-hmm. That's the truth. But, but the truth Come is, on. Come on. based on our lifestyle, that's how our children are labeled. So if you were some type of way in these streets or angry or mad, your child doesn't even have a chance based off of your name. So it wow. has you have to be very careful in the example that we set. So um, for me, it was very, very hard because I was truly in love um, with uh, my wife. But I come to understand this. If the only thing I ever wanted for her was for her to be happy, she told me that this would make her happy. So how selfish am I to try to hold on to something where she considers that this is what's going to make her happy. But in the midst of that, I find out that you have to 
be willing to lose a thing in order to gain the thing that God has for you. Because mm-hmm. people say all the time, but I never believed until I went through it. You can't take everybody with you with where you're going, especially with mm-hmm. what God is doing in your life. Come on. And we try to Come hold on, on to the thing um, that we feel that God has placed in our life. And we come to find out that it's not a God thing. It's a you thing. And that's the problem why we have, that's the trouble that we have with forgiveness. Because we don't make it a God thing. We make it a you thing or a me thing. And Mm -hmm. so for me, when you make it a God thing, you look at the greater good of it. Because if God is calling you to a place to do a work, then forgiveness must take place in your heart. You can't let it be about you. You have to let it be about God. And so in that, what I'm saying is that in order to truly, truly forgive someone, it's almost like the difference of being delivered and being made whole. People think because they have been delivered, they're all right. But, no, you have to stay Mm -hmm. in the process. It's almost like being a homosexual that has been delivered. Now, you may be delivered from the act, but you still have the tendencies of a homosexual. So people still won't have anything to deal with you because of the simple fact you still carry the tendency. But when God makes you whole, not only does he deliver you from the act, but you have no tendencies whatsoever. So therefore, nobody ever known that you were in that state of being. So the bottom line is that what I'm saying is that when you are in true forgiveness, Nobody ever knows that you have been in that state of being. Mm. So you have to remove yourself from the equation and allow God to do exactly what it is that he needs to do in your life. Because the simple fact is that when you go around them, you can love them. You can be on them. There's no animosity. There's nothing. Mm -hmm. to, To this day, I know I've forgiven because the simple fact is that I can sit down, I can have dinner with them, I can, I can uh, shake both of their hands, I can love them, they talk to me, they call me uh, about my son. When they can't do anything with them, I'm there. But the bottom line is that your life becomes so much better because the simple fact is that I've never seen myself without that. Mm. But once again, don't allow the devil to clutter your mind so much that you lose the purpose of what God has for you in your life because it's just obstacles that you have to overcome. But the biggest obstacle that you have to overcome is you because we want to hold on to things and we want to be bitter about things when we really should just be better. I think that's a word right there. (laughs) That's a word. I'm serious. That's a word right there. Wow. Wow. So forgiveness. That's awesome. So forgiveness in itself, I mean, to be perfectly honest with you, you have to be in God because the Mm -hmm. thing about it is this is the stuff that's killing the saints of God because they think that it's about them and it's not. God allows things to happen in order for you to fulfill purpose. People always say, well, what's my purpose? 
Well, I, you know what? And I searched for years. What is my purpose? Think about the thing that you do the rest of your life for free. Don't think about mm-hmm. money. Don't mm-hmm. think about anything. Think about the thing That's that you do for free. And guess what? It will start lining up with your purpose. Mm. Yes. And when yes. you're lining up with your purpose, there's a lot of things that come with that where you have to forgive. Amen. And and you have to you have to be in that place in God. Because I'm gonna tell you, forgiveness is not an easy thing. But if you don't, mm. you never ever hear me when I tell you. You'll never be able to do what God has for you. Because bitterness cannot lie within your spirit when God is a God of goodness and greatness. Amen. Wow. That's incredible. It's an incredible story. Serious. And I, and I know beyond a, a shadow of a doubt that there are those that are listening that that testimony will bless them because a lot of people find themselves in that exact same situation that you just gave um, witness to and they have not forgiven. They've not forgiven their spouse. They've not forgiven that other person, and um, and it has them in bondage. So that's that was a powerful, powerful word. Seriously, Tanya, you share from your heart. Well, you know what, Elder, I was sitting here the whole time. Dio was talking, and I said, "Lord, please don't let her make me speak after him." They say you shouldn't <laughs> preach after a preacher. He can drop the mic. Left the stage, and now my mouth is hanging open. I just want to say this. Um, everything he said, I couldn't even add anything or subtract because that's really about forgiveness. But, you know, my daughter said something to me when I was telling her about how the show was going to be on forgiveness. And she said, say this to them. Once I forgive you, I am releasing the power over me that control my emotions about you. Hmm. Again, once, okay, I forgive you, I am releasing the power over me that control my emotions about you. You know, all I want to add to it is we always say that we forgive people because I've been there before, but you're still thinking about it. You're still harboring it. Every once in a while, if you pass by that person or hear about that person, that pit is in your stomach. Mm-hmm. And all I want to say is you have to really, like D.L. said, you have to go to the Father. He has to be in the equation because mm-hmm. sometimes hurt can be to the death of the core of the pit of your being. But that's the same thing to me, Elder that I deal, that I feel that causes cancer, strokes, mm. headaches, pressure, high blood pressure, and everything else in your life because we harbor it in the core of our stomach. So I just, everything like D.L. said, just release it because your life, the sun will shine again. I truly believe when you truly learn how to love and forgive, I'm done. That's so, so true. You know, they have medically proven, literally, that unforgiveness 
will fester within your physical body. We look at unforgiveness as a state of mind, as an emotion, but it has a bearing on your physical body. And as you said, Tanya, it will literally will cause cancers, um, hypertension, stress, anxiety, all these different diseases, which means that your body is not at ease, it's in a diseased state of being, all because you will not let something go. So it's like you're allowing yourself to be victimized all over again by whatever it was that happened, and you're allowing that situation to take you out. As I firmly believe... If you if you didn't care enough about me not to hurt me, you definitely don't deserve me losing my life over worrying about what you did. Seriously. Uh, come on. Come on. I, I, I'm come just on. dead, dead serious. And I know there are those of you on the line that are saying, but you don't know what they did. You don't know what happened. It does not matter. It does not matter. What really, really matters is the love that God has for you and your ability, as D.L. said, to give it to him and allow him to make you whole. What? Oh, my goodness. D.L., what you said was just so, so profound in that, you know, you can be healed of something but do you have you or delivered of something, but have you been made whole? Have you allowed God to come in and reconstruct your emotions, reconstruct your thought pattern? Because you know the enemy will come and bring that thing back to your mind over and over over and over again, just like you said, Tanya, and we'll replay it. And every time it replays, you get angry all over again. You get hurt all over again. And it's the enemy's way of keeping you in that bondage. I'm so blown away by my niece, okay, and what she had you to share. I'm like, oh, my goodness, because those are profound words of wisdom, because that's the truth. Whatever you're in bondage to, it has control over your life. And until yes, you release it, it, it will keep you in bondage. It will yes, literally it will. keep you in bondage. Seriously. Yes, I have I have two instances that I would like to share. Number one is um, many, many years ago, I had a, um, a, a woman of God, a, a serious prophet of God, speak into my life. And one of the things that she said to me was that God was putting a stop to the devil's devices in my life to keep me in a hurt state of mind, so to speak. And I'm paraphrasing it just to get you, because without going into depth of all the different stories, but she said this. She said, the Lord said that literally the devil had his claws in my heart. And every time my heart would begin to heal from a pain or a wound, he would rip it open again. And we all know that if you have a sore and it's trying to heal and it gets hurt again, it's even more intense. The pain is even more intense. And so, and she literally says, she said, the Lord said the enemy has literally had his claws in your heart and every time it gets ready to heal, he would rip it open again. And that God was putting a stop to it that very day, that the enemy would no longer have the opportunity to rip my heart open. 
I believe that there's many that are listening to us that have been in that very place. It's like you just feel like, you know, every time you're just starting to come around, you, 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 it's like you have went through one trial after another trial after another trial that are not just trials, but they're heart-wrenching hurts that people have inflicted. See, DL, I'm the opposite from you. I don't trust first. You have to earn my trust. Okay, because I've been through so much and I've been hurt by so many people, it's not easy for me to trust you. So when you get me to that place that I do trust you and you hurt me, it's even more intense. Because I would have never thought you would have done this to me, which is why I gave you my trust. And I don't trust many people. I'm going to be really, really honest. Even walking with the Lord, mm-hmm. I don't trust many people. You're telling the truth. I really, really don't. I really don't. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm that one that I'm constantly looking at you saying, okay, I'm waiting. I, I'm, I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday, and I was saying, this and this is real for me. You know, I don't like, you know, people can come and give you all of these compliments and, you know, oh, you're wonderful, you're this, you're that, you're so pretty, you're da 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 da. And I'm like, uh huh, okay, thank you. But it's not phasing me. You have to hear me, okay? Because if you compliment me too much, I'm very leery of you because my first thought is, what do you want? What's this about? It's hard for me to, to take compliments from most people and think they're genuine. I always look at you, and, and this I'm just being transparent. I'm always looking, figuring, you know, okay, you know, what's behind this? Again, because of the things that I've walked through in life. We are a product of what we've lived, okay? So you can't come to me and, as they say, blow, blow smoke up my butt and think you're going to get somewhere. Don't work. It just doesn't work. I'm gracious. I smile. Thank you, but when you do it too much, it's like mm-mm, something's wrong with that. Because I know me, and I'm so far from perfect, and I'm so far from all of that, that if you're constantly telling me that, something's wrong, okay? Something is wrong. So for me, it, it, it's like when when I let you into my circle, so to speak, into that that closeness to me, and you hurt me, it, it's intense, and I'm sure that there's others that are there, that are in that same place. But I believe to my heart that God has the same message for you today that he had for me so many years ago. And I promise you, though I, I've encountered some things since then, but my heart has never been ripped open again, ever, because God spoke that. And I want to speak that into your life. Trust in the Lord, not in people. Please, please, please hear my heart. Don't trust in people. People will fail you. People will hurt you. They don't always mean to do it. I'm not telling you that everybody around you is evil. That's not what I'm saying. A lot of times we do things to people even unbeknownst that we're doing it. Or we might, you know, you may have a situation in your life that is really, really serious to you, and you'll reach out to someone that you think is close to you and that will be there for you, and they're not. And that compounds the heart and the hurt that's in you. It's going to happen, inevitably, because we're human beings. So, therefore, we're imperfect beings. We're human beings. We're not God beings. Not yet. Okay? Not yet. We are human beings. Okay, so people will hurt you. But if your trust is ultimately in God, 
you, you learn to depend on him. You learn that, okay, if that person wasn't there for you at that moment, maybe something was going on in their life. And, and you didn't know the depth of what that was. So you have to forgive them. Forgive them for not being there. But always keep in mind whether they're there for you or not, God is always there. He is always there. And you will never have to forgive him because he is perfect. He is perfect. Okay? The other thing is that I wanted to share with you is I had a situation um, where my son-in-law was killed. And I'm this minister of God. I'm, you know, walking with the Lord all is well. But I watched my daughter go through that with such a gracing on her life that it blew me away. Tam, you remember. <laughs> it was like God yes, kept she her. God yes, she did. kept her in the midst of that. And I was so angry inside at the people who did that, the people who took her husband from her, took my grandbaby's father. I was angry. Anger had consumed my heart over that thing, I promise you. And I'll never forget, she came to me one day and was talking to me, and she said, Mama, I just had to go out to the ocean. We were living in Florida then. I just had to go out to the ocean and just sit and release this thing to God. She said, because the thoughts that I was having were too evil even for me. (laughs) She said, I had to give it to God because it was taking over my life. And I had to forgive them. She said, I had to forgive them. I had to forgive them. And I'm looking at her in amazement because I'm this one, quote, unquote, who's supposed to be walking with the Lord. I had not done that. I had not released it. I had not forgiven them. And I had really probably in my heart made a vow that if I ever found them, they would be sleeping with the fishes, okay, because I would take them out because that was my thought pattern. You took something valuable. You hurt my family. Therefore, I want to hurt you. And I'm just being honest. And this is walking with God in ministry, okay? Seriously. I will never forget one morning. um, I actually was in Vegas. I was working an event here. And I went to Sunset Park, and I was walking around the park. I was just going for a walk. And God began to minister to me about the individuals who had took my my son's life. Well, he was my son, my son-in-law's life. And um, God said, I want you to pray for their soul. And I'm going, excuse me? (laughs) Okay, excuse me? He said, I need you to pray for their souls. He said, I understand your hurt. I understand your anger. He said, but they are still souls, and I am concerned about every soul, no matter what they've done. I am concerned about every soul, and I need you to intercede for their souls. That thing broke me. I promise you, that thing broke me. Because how do you pray for someone that really in your heart you feel you hate? But I understood when he said, I am concerned about every soul, no matter what they've done. It took me to that place of, 
you know what? If he hadn't been concerned about my soul, I would not have a relationship with him, and I would be destined for hell because of the things that I had done in life. So it broke me down and took me to a place of I had to release the hurt, the pain, the anger, the hatred, because I can't pray for you if I'm feeling all of those things. I can't do it. So I had to release all that things with the concept and the realization that, God, you had to forgive me of everything in order for me to have a relationship with you. I have I've desecrated and did things to people with my mouth, okay, those, those, those wounds that sometimes never heal, you know what I'm saying, that I had to be forgiven for. So, therefore, you forgave me. I had to walk into that place of I have to do the same for someone else. And as I began to intercede for their souls, that that heart of stone, that heaviness that I had walked around with and carried began to be lifted up off of me. I, I, I tell you, it was nobody but God that could get me to that place. So we're all echoing what DL stated, okay? We're telling you the same thing. It's, it's just by the grace of God that you can walk in forgiveness, that you can even forgive yourself. Because there's some things in my life that I couldn't forgive me for until God came in and, and changed my heart, changed my heart. I remember something that happened early in my walk with God. And all I kept saying to him was, Lord, please just don't let me get bitter again. I Just don't let me be bitter again. Because when you walk in that state of bitterness, you destroy not only your own life, but the people's lives around you because you just don't care. You don't care about their feelings. You don't care about, you know, if what you say hurts them or not. And you feel you have a right to feel what you're feeling because of what's been done to you. I'm here to tell you. You don't have that right. You do not have that right. As they say, two wrongs will never make a right. Because someone has done something to you does not give you the right to hurt others, to hurt other people that will come in your path, to hurt other people that you come into contact with. Hurting people hurt people. So it is vital, it is vital that you heard what D.L. said. Got to release the hurt. You've got to let it go, and you've got to let God make you whole again. You've got to do it. You know, I, I understand it's not easy, but your first step is giving it to God. Your first step is going before the throne room of God and saying, you know, Daddy, I can't do this. You've got to help me with this. You've got to help me release this because I can't. I don't know how. Do you not know he loves you enough to help you and to walk through it with you and to relieve you of that burden? But he can only do it if you will allow it. You have to give it over to him. You have to give it over to him. What Tanya was saying that Christine said so profoundly, and she said it three times because three times is what God gave it to her to say. She said when she was standing before the throne, he said, tell my people and tell them like this, I love you. I love you. I love you. 
And when you realize how much God loves you, how much he cares for you, I promise you it will enable you to release whoever and whatever has been done to you. Because it's something about getting into the presence of God. He said that in his presence there is liberty. When you get into his presence and you embrace his spirit and his love for you, then you recognize and understand that all that other stuff that you've walked through, all that bitterness that you've held on to because you have refused to let it go, you recognize and understand it meant nothing. I'm serious. It it is so bizarre that when we let things go and we allow God to come in and to heal us, God can take you into such a place in him that you look back and say, you know what, if it took this for me to get to this place in you, Lord, then so be it. So be it. Because nothing can compare to being in that place in God where there is total peace. You are embracing his love, and he is free to utilize your life as he sees fit. I promise you, there is a euphoria in that place that man can't give you. I don't care how much you love your mate. I I, I promise you. And, And I know, you know, we are passionate about the people that God gives us, but there is a place in God that your spouse cannot touch. He, he or she cannot touch that place of love and adoration and, and wholeness and oneness with God, seriously. So I just, I just want to encourage you today to allow God to come in and to do what only he can do. Only he can heal your heart. Only he can give you that sense of well-being, that sense of no matter what happened. I will heal your I will heal your heart. I will walk through it with you. I will encourage you because again you were created for purpose, like DL said. I, I'm blown. I mean, you, you're right, Tam. DL basically said everything <laughs> at the beginning. He incorporated yes, everything he that needed to be said. Yes, he did. He, he really did. Yes, he did. Can I say something, really Elder? Did. Something came to sure, my spirit. Please, please. When you were talking, and I and and please hear me. Because I have to hide behind the cross and the Lord give me a word. I'm not perfect. And I've never had a problem with loving people. You got to hear me. I, I, I used to think that that was a weakness of mine. And I never had a problem with forgiving. But until you face with a mountain, until you face with an obstacle, that's when you truly know. But this is what the Holy Spirit told me to speak. And it's hard for me because I don't want to be faced with the challenge, but I have to say this. The Lord said, when we read in the word what love truly means, when we get back down, the forgiveness will come easy. Again, I don't want to say it because I don't want to be faced with the challenge, but I have to speak what thus say the Lord speak, say to speak. When we truly know what love means, how he truly died on the cross for us, spite of who we were, what we were. What, however, I know it's hard. I've never been faced with a murderer. I've never been faced with a, a rapist of a child or anything like that. So let me just say this. But truly, when you learn the word for, to love, then forgiveness will come easy. 
Amen. Amen. DL? You know, I'm just sitting here and uh, taking it all in and, you know, hearing the stories, and I, I just think and I reflect back to, you know, we never know what a person has went through or where they transitioned uh, to in their life in the place that God has brought them uh, for whatever reason. Um, but one thing I do uh, understand is that we have to know that this thing is not about us. I mean, it truly mm. isn't. Um, and all of us are connected because we're all children of God, no matter um, what we've done, what we've gone through, who, who we, um, what we face. And so in, in saying that, uh, we have to understand how do we forgive people and how did I get to the place of where I got to even with uh, my ex-wife and her husband. It's simply, I always say, if it was me, how would I want someone to treat me? Mm. So what I did, I took myself out of the role of being her husband, and I became her friend. And what would I tell my friend if they came mm. to me with this? A lot of times you have to take yourself out of the equation and just become a friend to a person that is struggling with something. You don't have to agree with what they do. Sometimes they're just looking for you to understand why they did what they did. Mm. And so my thing is I don't agree with drug dealers, but I understand why they do what they do. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people are not looking for you to agree. They just want you to understand. And so people fall into things and they do things, and they're not looking for you to agree. They know what's wrong. We know the difference between right and wrong, but they're looking for you to understand. And sometimes if we can get to a place of understanding, then we can find forgiveness. But until you can get to that place of understanding, of understanding that we do not fight against flesh and blood, but this is spiritual warfare in high places, which yes. yes, then only then can you really go into the air of true forgiveness. The reason why people are bitter and the reason why people don't forgive is because they don't understand that it's not the individual that's doing it, but it's a spirit. Just like a generational curse. We can't blame a person per se, but we can blame a spirit. And people mm-hmm. say, well, I disagree with that. I say to this, well, someone that has been molested as a child and the child go and molest another child, how can we blame the child, we have to start attacking the spirit and not the human side of a person. We're destroying people because we're attacking the human side and not the spirit that's causing it. So what I'm saying is that in order to walk in true forgiveness, you must be on a spiritual level because these things are dealing with spirits, not with the human side of mankind. That's all I got to say. That's so true. That is so, so very, very true. You know, the Word of God says we wrestle wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and rulers of darkness in high places, you know. And I guess that's why it's so important that we have to have a strong prayer life. We have to tap in 
to the throne room of God on a daily basis and get our quote-unquote marching orders for the day. We have to align ourselves with the spirit of God. Even even sometimes we know not what to pray. And, and when I was in that place of of having to pray for the souls of, of some of people that took something as valuable as a life from my family, it wasn't how do I pray. It was Holy Spirit, pray through me. Pray through me because I don't want my emotions and my thoughts and my feelings to interfere in that which God wants to do. And I promise you, we have each and every one of us have been into a place where we needed somebody to pray us through. We needed that. We needed that. Word says that, you know, God will that none will perish. Now, he knows that there are some that are going to perish, and they're going to wind up in the lake of fire. He, he already knows that. But his desire is that none would perish. And one of the greatest gifts that he has given us in the realm of forgiveness is to petition him. If you can get into your prayer closet in the morning before you leave, and your closet can be anywhere. I know for me, I used to love driving to work. It it was a long drive when I was in Atlanta, and the traffic sometimes was unbearable if I was not in that place in God. If I was just driving and they were aggravating me, I already knew I wasn't in that place in God. But if I choose to use my car as my prayer closet and begin and get into my place of praise and worship and allowing the spirit to deal with me for the day, allowing myself to be used as that intercessor for somebody's life, somebody had to pray you through. And you may or may not ever meet who that person was. Some of us know, you know, you had a praying grandmama, you had a praying mother or whatever, but some of you don't know who prayed you through. Because God will use people you don't even know to intercede on your behalf. Likewise, he will use you to intercede on the behalf of others. It is vital that we're tapped into the spirit of God and his word decree that the spirit of God who searches the heart will give you what to pray. He will pray through you. I encourage all of you to to tap into your prayer language, you know, because there are times when you're praying unto God, you don't even know what it is that you're praying for, but you're allowing the spirit to give you utterance for breakthrough. So you've got to tap into the spirit of God and allow him to use you on a daily basis in your prayer closet. And it is in your prayer closet, I'm going to promise you, that if you sit quiet before God, we we always think of prayer that, you know, we're always running off at the mouth. We're always speaking. But prayer also is a two-way thing. And first and foremost, you, you enter in and praise and adoration because you want God to inhabit your praise. You want him in there with you. Then you need to sit quietly and say, okay, God, what would you have me to attend to today? Allow him to speak to you. Allow him to tell you what he has need of. Just like I was walking around that park, and then on my walks I pray. He stopped my prayer to tell me what he wanted me to pray for. It wasn't something I wanted to hear, but it was so powerful 
because once I yielded to the Spirit of God and allowed him to pray through me that which he desired, that I was a beneficiary of it because that heaviness was lifted off of me. So it is vital that you get before God. You've got to tap into the Spirit of God for your everyday life. Remember this. Before your parents came together, and I say this a lot because I really want to want you to get it into your spirit. Before your parents came together to legally birth you into the earth realm, you were already in existence in the mind of God. He is your creator. He is the one that gave you the breath of life. He is the one that appointed you for this very hour to be in the earth realm so that he could use you to his glory. As D.L. said, it's not about you. We are connected to so many, and we don't even realize it. So that if we stay in a rut and in a funk and in that place of bitterness, we forfeit that which we were created for. You were created to as an answer to a problem. That's when, when inventors invent something, they're inventing something that they believe will solve a problem. When God created you, he created you specifically to solve a problem. What is that problem? Don't know. That's between you and God. But it may just be to intercede so that someone else can come into the family of God that you're at the right place, at the right time, just as Esther was for such a time as this. Never, never take it lightly that you're on the planet now. Because you could still be walking around heaven or you could be already gone back, okay? Seriously. But you're still here. As I said at the beginning of the hour, I'm so grateful for this day because it's one more day that I know that my work is not complete. There's still something for me to do because God still has me here. So as long as God still has you here, there's still breath in your body, there's still a work for you to do. And if you're wrapped up, tied up in unforgiveness and bitterness, you're not open to the work that he wants to use you for. So it's important to release it. It is so important to release it. Another thing that D.L. touched on, which is vital, is we are examples to our children. We are examples. So if your children see you wrapped up in bitterness and unforgiveness, especially at their other parents, then what do you think that's going to do to their life? You know, I I hear it all the time, and it makes me cringe how a parent, be it the father or the mother, will talk against the other parent to the child. You know, and and that child was not meant to bear that burden. There are children. Their lives should be carefree and full of love and full of nurture and not put in a position of I have to make a choice if I, you know, between my parents and and I'm I'm ridiculed if I love both of them, okay? That's insane. To tell a child that they shouldn't love both their parents, that's insane. But we've got to be mindful of what we're doing. So it's vital that you release whatever has you in bondage, whatever that unforgiveness is, before your children. It is so very important. 
I understand protecting your children. I understand if if your mate was maybe someone of a violent nature or something and you have to guard your child and you have to protect them. I understand that. But your child still should be able to see you a living example of one that is not bound up in bitterness, not cursing the day that that person was born, not going through all these other antics that we tend to go through because we've allowed our emotions to take over our lives. God gave us emotions so we'd have something to enjoy. We can enjoy the emotion of love. We can enjoy being happy. We can enjoy the the love and, and the joy that God gives us. Our emotions are a good thing, but we can use them in a bad way if we allow the bad emotions to take over our lives, and especially if we're living out a bitter life before our children, because then we're not giving them the care and the love and the nurture that they need and deserve to grow up as productive individuals. We are products of our childhood. We are. And the things that our parents say to us, and live before us, they live with us, even after our parents are gone. So remember that. You are an example to your child. Show forth the love. Show forth forgiveness. You know, sometimes your child won't even understand how you can forgive another. But if you explain to them about the love of God and how God is a forgiving God, he is a loving father, and will love you through your situations, then that child has a foundation to build on so that he or she will know, even though they may go out in the world and do things that they shouldn't do, they still have a loving father that they can come to and present themselves to who will forgive them. Pick them up out of the dirt, out of the muck and the mire, straighten them up so that they can go on and be productive in the kingdom of God. It's all about him, guys. It's all about him. No matter what situation is going on in your life, it is still all about him. So what's your reaction going to be to the things that happen around you? You can't control other people. You can't control what they do. You can't control what they say. But you can control your reaction to it. You can. God said, be angry, but sin not. How do you do that? Because you don't let your anger turn into bitterness and turn into unforgiveness. Christ got angry. He went into the temple and turned over the table. We all get angry, but we don't allow that anger to consume us and cause a cold, callous, stony heart. Because trust me, you're hearing from someone who has walked in that prior to giving my life to Lord to the Lord. That is not a place you want to be. That is not a place you want to be. And you're even though you're a detriment to those around you, you're even more so to yourself because you're not open for the love of God to come in. So, um, well, <laughs> that's it, guys. We're down to uh, the last minute and 50 seconds of the show. So, wow, that went by fast. But to God, to be the glory. So I'm going to let you guys give your closing remarks, and we can go home. (laughs) I just want to tell everybody I love you. And for the ones out there, you have to understand what the Word of God says. 
you know, learn how to forgive, ask God, pray with everything in you, because you want God to hear your prayers. And just like Elder said, and just like D.L. said, you want God to forgive you of your sins, your transgressions, transgressions, truly you do, then you need to forgive others. Amen. And I love everybody. Amen. Amen. Um, I guess yeah. The biggest thing that I have to say is that Colette said something, said, you, you know, your children are looking at you, you know, and through that, that process, um, you know what, I could have beat both of them up, you know, and my kids would have understood that. But because I handled it God's way, I showed my kids there's one, there's more than one way of showing people that you're not a punk. Hmm. There's a way that you can handle it and put it into your own hands, or there's a way that you can put it in God's hands. And I am of the opinion when you put things in God's hands, it's just you get the right result. And so through that, you know, my kids um, have a higher respect for me. Uh, They love me because the simple fact is that they know I can fight, but I just chose to fight this one differently. Mm. And sometimes when people are in a state of unforgiveness, it's a fight within yourself. But you have to choose the right weapon in order to be victorious. And the only weapon you can choose that's going to make you victorious in battle is God. So I say to all the listeners today, choose God as your choice of weapon and watch the results of your life. God bless and may heaven smile upon you. Amen. Amen. Well, awesome, 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 awesome. Well, people, we will see you next week. Have a God-blessed week. God bless you. Let's keep it Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.